Welcome back to our listeners, and this is the 15-Minute Reset. I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, I have with me Chantel Branch, who is a self-love specialist, and our topic today is going to be overcoming self-sabotage. Welcome, Chantel. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So, okay, overcoming self-sabotage. This is probably a very relatable topic for a lot of us if we really kind of think and sit within ourselves for a moment and say, you know, we might wake up happy or we might wake up stressed. Um, you know, it, it is definitely our mindset that is going to lead us in that direction. So let's overcome this. You're on. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again for allowing me to be on the show and welcoming me as a guest. I am Chantel Brandt, self-love specialist. And I teach women how to ditch their stinking thinking and learn to define love through mind transformation. And the overcoming self-sabotage, it really came from a place of me healing after surviving a domestic violence relationship. And although it's been over a decade since I've been out of that relationship and now I'm married and I've have, you know, and I have a family. There's still so many women that I come across who are still struggling just to see themselves after a toxic relationship. And so oftentimes the solution or social media or somewhere along the way, we learn that the next thing to do is jump into the next thing to get over the last person. And so we jump into a relationship and then it doesn't work out. It's over. And then we start again looking for someone new. But what happens is, is the residue that is left on you after each relationship, unless unless it is addressed, unless you do the self-work that you need to heal, because perhaps the first one was your first love or it was your first marriage and now it's over, you still need to heal. And we do ourselves a disservice and we never put ourselves first. And that's how I became a self-love specialist is because I wanted women to begin to put themselves first. We wear so many hats, mom, wife, daughter, sister. Oh, and don't let us work outside the home, right? And careers and entrepreneurship. We're running, we're doing nine to fives and running our own businesses from home. In addition to all the many hats that we wear. And we serve everyone else and we don't serve ourselves. And being in the beauty industry for 22 plus years, servicing clients day in and day out, I ran across so many women, different ages, different demographics, different financial statuses, but we all struggle to overcome self-sabotage after toxic relationships or after a relationship didn't work. We never address what's happening with us right away. By the time we address it, it's many relationships ago. We're in new relationships or we're 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 divorced or we're separated. And the residue is so thick. It's so much. But what if we decided to put ourselves first after the relationship is over and just see where we are mentally? physically, emotionally, financially, psychologically, spiritually, where are we and where do we want to be? And then begin to do the work to move towards that. 
And that simply goes with getting involved in community, finding out what you love. And after domestic violence, after an individual has suffered that, women, oftentimes we forget that we like ice cream or we forget what flavor we like because we were caught in a cycle for so long and we served that partner um, for so long that we don't even remember how to put ourselves first. And so that's how we overcome self-sabotage is to begin to see ourselves by stopping and assessing what's happening with us and then reaching out for support because we don't have to do it alone. We shouldn't do it alone. And really, you don't want to do it alone. What if you don't recognize that you're in that cycle? Because in listening to you, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about myself. I am divorced and I've been divorced 11 years, actually. I haven't been in a significant relationship since. So while it was not like physically abusive, I certainly have my damage from my relationship. Um, but I actually now in listening to you, I'm kind of looking at my cycle, how I transferred you know, that feeling or disruption to just survival mode, which became raising my girls and just focusing on that relationship. And the only thing that I have really done for myself has been many years later, like when I turned 50, I actually started kind of focusing a little bit more on my wellness. My girls are getting a little bit older. I do run my own business. So I don't look at that as necessarily a doing something for myself, it's, it's a requirement, right? I mean, this is how I, how I, you know, survive the household and this is my income running a business, but I am grateful because it's in a very satisfying area of my life, you know, and I'm passionate about it, but it wasn't until about, I was about 50 when I really kind of had that mindset saying, I need to really do more work on myself and making myself happy. That hasn't involved in, in seeking out, you know, uh, romantic relationships, but obviously when you are happy, you know, the universe brings things to you. But so what do you, what do you do with people when, or how do you talk to people to even have them recognize they're in that cycle? Maybe they don't, wanna, maybe they don't know they're kind of going bouncing around without healing from one situation to another, whether it's toxic relationship or just toxic within, because I even kind of think to myself, do I really think that I'm maybe not deserving of something better? And that's, what's holding me back. I, I often question that, um, because of my, my circumstances, I sometimes feel like I cannot nurture relationships or nurture other areas in my life because I'm, so ingrained as that single mom and entrepreneur. Like those are my two big labels, single mom, running the household, entrepreneur, you know, we never sleep. We might wake up in the middle of the night, even grab the phone <laughs> and look at our emails. Right. Um, so I'm so in that space where I'm not really realizing what is toxic and what is hover holding me back. So I heard you say a few things, and this is really a good question. And one of the things that I think you already did is you assessed where you are, right? And you you said, well, I'm an entrepreneur and I focus heavily on my kids. So those two things are first, but then where's you? So once that that that's the 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 light bulb, like, oh, I'm taking care of the kids and I am self-sufficient. 
So I'm providing for my, my household, but then what about you, right? And so it's the little things. And I heard you say that you got involved years later, right? But what if we just took the opportunity now to get involved with self? And it doesn't mean we're going to go to a spa and, and go plan fancy vacations, but it's the small things that you like to do. And I teach a course called I Like Ice Cream because it's so simple of getting back to you. And I remember leaving domestic violence relationship and going to the grocery store and I had to retrain, re-engineer my thinking because I no longer had to purchase strawberry ice cream because I did it for so many years, but I love chocolate. I don't even care for strawberry, right? I don't need Neapolitan, just give me strawberry. And so it's identifying small things that you like, that you want. And then it's setting a boundary to not compromise that. Because even as our children are getting older, there are things that they can do for themselves that they don't necessarily need us. And so while we're giving them the opportunity to go and explore and critically think and make the decision for yourself, that also opens you up to time. What do I like to do? What do I what what do I like to hear? What kind of music do I like to hear? Do I like music? And taking those small things and then one idea can lead to the other. I believe that not just happiness, I believe that the inner joy that we have, we have to also allow that to come out of us. And so if we have this thinking of, I'm not, I'm not good at nurturing relationships, well, if that is the number one focus, well, let's go after that. Because I want to be intentional about every relationship. And so in my next relationship, I want to be honest and upfront, but I also want to be fun and loving. And I want to nurture relationships better. So then you go down that road of how do I nurture relationships better? And that's the self-work of discovering who you are. And it's all and it's all tied into our purpose and the reason that we are even put on this earth. And one thing I want to normalize is that when we get out of that relationship, that we do take that assessment of ourselves and figure out what is it, right? And then we we do that accountability and we take accountable for our actions in that relationship, listening to the other partner, right? And this means we're past the anger stage and we grieve the relationship in a sense that we can evaluate or you're working through with someone or your support group or your therapist, your counselor to evaluate where you are in nurturing relationships and how do you go after that? And your value and your worth, you are worth being in a loving, nurturing relationship and you possess it in you to be a nurturer, right? To be a giver, right? It's in our nature and maybe it just hasn't come out of you because you haven't gone that down the lane to discover that thing about you. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, and I appreciate it. And it's so simple, the, you know, like the ice cream list, you know, what is it that I like? What, what are my boundaries? What should I not compromise? I realize that I am definitely a self-sabotager because I find my own excuses not to do those things. It's not somebody else getting in my way. You know, I, I've made a list that, you know, I live very close to the beach, uh, Malibu. Oh I mean, my goodness, I love the beach. I'm a clear water. Oh my goodness. I love clear water, um, beach in Florida. So 
Oh my God. Yeah, I live close. I live 15 minutes. I could land on Malibu Beach in 15 minutes. And I'm like, you know, I really need to do like a morning walk and just clear my head. And what a great way to start your day. And um, I also live by a wellness center. I have access to all kinds of like yoga and Tai Chi. I love wine tasting. And I definitely get in my own way. And as always, so my relationship, I think, with my business is unhealthy. I'm obsessed. So um, the thing is, what I recognize is I'm, I'm not getting any further with my business with that obsession. I just like, it's like staring at boiling water. When's the next email coming in? You can always create tasks. You can always be busy. I've got to step away, allow those emails to come in. I'll answer them the same day. But I know that I'm probably wasting a lot of time on my business that I should be using to nurture myself. Because when I nurture myself, my my household and my relationships, even with my kids, will really benefit from that. I'll be more patient and understanding. So that's why I love these 15-minute resets. And while I insert myself and my own circumstances into the conversation a lot, I do hope that our listeners can kind of place themselves there too, whether they relate to me and my situation or you know, other situations, but they can see themselves. But that's why I hope you don't mind. I insert myself in my own relationships for you to kind of work with me so that we can all have these aha moments, because I think that's what's needed is that takeaway. And hopefully even a listener is like, okay, yeah, I don't have an abusive relationship, except for maybe with myself. And what's toxic is, you know, tasks that can probably be eliminated to kind of nurture yourself a little bit. I really, I am definitely a self-sabotager and I didn't realize that until right now. I knew I had an inner critic, like I'm always beating myself up, but I didn't see it as sabotage. Yeah, I heard one red flag when you were talking and that was answering your email at night. And I remember- Oh, I don't I, answer them at night, but I probably the, check them. But check, <laughs> well, well, yeah, definitely. So, so even looking at that, so- being in the beauty industry, you can imagine before, and this was only five or six years ago, maybe seven years at best, that we have the online link for booking. And so before that, oh, can you imagine the calls and the texts? And oh my God, I'm having a hair emergency. I colored my hair, it's falling out. And it was always constant. It was never not a, a someone in need. And so for you, hey, they don't need me at this moment. And I, I think the biggest thing I remember learning in, in being a hairstylist is her emergency is not my emergency. And I repeated that to myself for about three years because I really felt guilty because I couldn't service her in her emergency. But there was another woman who was waiting in line, right? Who made her appointment, who, who took the opportunity to fit her self-care in. And I think even in a beauty industry, working in downtown Chicago with women um, in a particular demographic, they really took their self-care seriously and they were consistent with it. And I think for us, as um, you begin new businesses, that we have to be consistent with our self-care and setting limitations for ourselves because we need to that time where we are 
self-regulating and we are calming our brain and we're not so focused on what's next, what's next, what's next, but taking that time for self and it's so small, taking a walk, opening the blinds, right? Looking out the window, watching a bird, you can um, really shift and um, self-regulate by sitting in nature. It's so wonderful. And we just don't do enough of it because we're so, we're screen watchers now. So I just wanted to add that in to make sure that we are conscious of our boundaries, that we put boundaries and limitations for ourselves to keep us well. You know, that's our self-care. That's our wellness for ourselves because Lori, you're worth it. You're worth it. Why not? Why not? Right. I love that. And I, another takeaway I'm going to have is her emergency is not my emergency. Cause I also look at that with drama. I have teenagers, so your drama is not my drama. So, you know, I, I kind of consume that too, but I do like that relationship separating the spaces and really having those boundaries. I have a feeling we could go on and on and on, but in the interest of this being a 15 minute or so reset, um, I definitely want to invite you back and let's have, you know, a further discussion or even look at doing a series with you. But in the meantime, for our podcast listeners, I'm going to make sure to drop all of your social and website links, how to find you for our audio only listeners. Tell us how to find you. You can find me on Instagram at Chantel underscore branch underscore speaks you can also find me on linkedin and facebook at chantelle branch chantelle thank you so much and this has been another 15 minute reset